Welcome to Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries, helping you attain, maintain, and regain momentum for life. Let's join the conversation with author and pastor Scott Wade, president of Momentum Ministries. Good morning. I am Scott Wade, and it is great to be alive. Thanks for joining in on the conversation today. This morning, we're going to have a, a special episode. A few months ago, my pastor, Mike Blankenship, who was on our program actually just a few weeks ago, my pastor asked me, Scott, do you have any ideas how we can come out of COVID? Well, frankly, I didn't have any ideas. And um, he asked me to help him, but we uh, left and uh, started an interim assignment. And so we weren't able to help him. I don't know how much help I, I would have been. When we went to the interim, everybody was wearing masks when we came back from the interim, nobody was wearing masks and we had come out of COVID. So um, that was my experience. I don't know if it qualifies me as an expert or anything. As a matter of fact, I don't think it does. But then I read a blog, uh, Kingdom Reflections, and it was a blog that uh, is written by my uh, friend, Pastor John Whitsett. And uh, Pastor John is going to be joining us today over the telephone. And I uh, just want to tell you a little bit about John and I. We go way back. You know, we pastored together in North Carolina. We've hosted prayer retreats together. And uh, we've prayed for each other through some very difficult times. In short, we have a history, and it's a good history. So I welcome to Casual Conversations today, Pastor John Whitsett. John, tell us a little bit about yourself. Good morning, Scott. Thanks for having me on today. Well, I refer to myself as a son of the church because my mom and dad met in a Nazarene uh, Sunday school class. I grew up um, going to church, um, was called to ministry in my high school years, married my wife, Angie, shortly after finishing up our undergraduate programs at one of our Nazarene schools, went to seminary, then pastored for 32 years uh, in five different parts of the country before retiring from full-time ministry. Oh, a couple of years ago almost now. We currently live in Houston to be closer to aging parents. Um, I serve part-time on the staff at the Lake Houston Church of the Nazarene, and also our two 30-something-year-old sons encouraged me to uh, start blogging a couple of years ago. So I do that to kind of capture some of the thoughts that, uh, that come to my mind from time to time and stay out of trouble. John, besides our friendship, it was that... Um that blog that uh, caused me to contact you uh, for this podcast. I read a recent blog of yours that uh, was simply called uh, The Post-COVID Church. Um, before you uh, start on that, I just uh, I want to thank you for bailing me out many, many times on uh, my email devotionals that I put out in the morning. Sometimes my schedule is so full and I haven't had time to address things properly. And uh, you came through and have written many good articles. And want to thank you, too, that... Uh, you are a, a co-contributor to uh, several of my books in the Climb devotional series, so so thanks for that. But but back to the question at hand um, about the post-COVID church. Um, would you tell us what drove you to write about that topic? Well, so many times over these past few months, we've talked about you know getting back to normal, but I've also heard people say, you know, the new normal isn't going to be like the old normal. Things are going to be different. I know my wife teaches school and she's, you know, comes home and talks about how, you know, things are going to be different 
in the wake of the pandemic and they'll do things differently than they did before. My youngest son, he's been working remotely for the past 15 months and said, you know, dad, we may never go back to the office five days a week in the wake of the pandemic. And so I've just been thinking about the fact that, uh, you know, normal's going to look different and it has implications, not just for education, not just for the marketplace, but I believe it also has implications for the church as well. Wait, normal's not going to be what normal used to be? What was that? I'm not too sure I've ever been familiar with normal, but that does give me an opportunity to uh, promote our next series of podcasts called The Normal Christian Life. We're going to be looking at a book by Watchman Nee. It's a classic by that title, The Normal Christian Life, and I I, uh, hope to address uh, that book in in a series of casual conversations. But anyway, uh, John, if you would, go on, please. I'm no fortune teller, but there's just some things as I've been thinking about, you know, the local church and ministry, you know, COVID's obviously impacted the, the church and how we do things. And there's some changes we've had to, to make. We've had to, you know, you're probably sick of hearing the word pivot, but we've had to pivot a whole lot these past uh, year, year and a half almost now. Um, and I just feel like some of these changes, they're going to be with us long-term, they're going to be a part of the landscape going forward. First, everything that I'm reading these days says that in-person attendance at, at church isn't going gonna, isn't gonna to bounce back to where it was pre-pandemic. Most people seem to think that, you know, when we come out of this and, and we can look in the rearview mirror and say, you know, the pandemic's done, um, the worship gatherings will be probably 20 to 30% less than they were before the pandemic kicked off. I, I think a lot of people who've got out of the habit of attending church won't pick it back up. Um, and the numbers of people who gather physically will be significantly uh, down from what it was before the pandemic began. And one of the implications of this is the expansion and increase of a trend that's already started, namely how I think the church reaches out. You know, what's been happening, and and I believe will continue to emerge in the coming years, um, is that the way we engage with others will will change dramatically. In other words, no longer will people be saying, hey, you should come with me to such and such an event. But many of them will say, hey, why don't you check this out online? I mean, that's already underway, but I think that's only going to expand and enhance. And I don't, like I said, I don't think the personal invitation is going to totally vanish. Uh, But for many people, I think the digital will proceed and go ahead of the personal invitation. Um, Effective outreach always has a relational component to it. But I think for many, there will be this additional preliminary step. Another thing is I think the appearance and feel of the worship service from from an online perspective. going to be much more critical. Uh, People will likely check out what a church is doing online before they'll ever set foot inside the door. And so the the quality of what we project, uh, the character of what we project is going to be enhanced. Um, You know, those of us in the church, we're willing to overlook some, uh, some bad lighting or some sound issues. But I think people that we're trying to reach out to, um, they won't be as forgiving. And yeah, a church of a hundred can't do what a church of a thousand can do, um, but we still need to do what we do with quality and excellence. We don't get a second chance 
to make a first impression. And in the years to come, I sense that first impression will more often be digital than it will be in person. A byproduct of this, and, and this is frankly cause for concern, um, is I believe the future will likely be marked by an increased uh, consumerism. You know, many people, when they come to the church, they come expecting to be served rather than to serve. You know, the church is viewed by many as an entity that dispenses services rather than a movement designed to enlist service. Uh, there, there's egotism, some, some, some narcissism that's it's pervaded our culture and it's invaded the church and the way people relate to it. You know, the selfishness, the, the fixed preferences that a lot of people have. And so much of discipleship is going to be leading people to a place where they come to realize that it's not, it's not about them. All right. So church attendance is going to be different. It's going to be less and uh, it's going to be more digital and that's going to affect our outreach and our digital needs to improve and we need to do the best that we can do. Uh, And I know from your article that you have a third concern as well. But before you address that, uh, would you mind uh, telling our listeners a little bit about your blog? I think it'd be very helpful to people to uh, to read some of your articles. My blog is, is simply my name, johnwitsit.com. It's something I started oh, almost a couple of years ago, right after I uh, retired from full-time pastoral ministry. Um, I don't really have any rhythm of, I try to post something every so often. It's just, you know, whenever I read something or whenever I've been thinking about something and try to flesh out and develop those thoughts, it gives me an outlet by which to do that. It's just, you know, I have no idea if anybody other than you, Scott, reads it, but, uh, but it's just been a creative outlet for me to have and to capture some of the things that, uh, circle in my mind from time to time. A third concern about the post-COVID church, and this is uh, tremendously concerning to me, it's my fear that unity going forward in many churches, it's going to be based on a political ideology rather than a a theological truth or than doctrine. One of the unfortunate realities of the COVID pandemic is that it has been so politically divisive, you know, mask or no mask gather or don't gather, vaccine or, or no vaccine. And, and many pastors have kind of been placed in the middle of this tug of war, no win situation that no matter what they decide and what steps they take in response to COVID, if they don't do what a certain person wants, they're accused of siding with them, quote unquote. And a number of people I think have begun to base whether they fit in the church, not on the basis of theology or doctrine, but on the basis of where other attenders stand politically. And like I said, this concerns me greatly because you know the uniqueness of the church has been that our unity has never been synonymous with uniformity or with unanimity. You know, our belief is that who Jesus is and what he's done for us, that our allegiance to him should cause us to rise above all those lesser things that divide us. Um, it should be the glue that holds us together. Um, you know, heaven's going to be people from every tribe, tongue, language, and nation uh, coming together. But this pandemic ha- has caused many followers of Jesus to um, cleave to those who see the world through their lens and break fellowship with those who see it differently. Um, and our society, I think, is really tired of the political partisanship. They're, they're, they're looking for something that will rise above the demonization and the bickering. 
Uh, but in many places, the church has opted to mirror the values of the surrounding society rather than the principles of God's kingdom. There is so much rancor and division in the world today, and it's tragic when we see it come into the church, isn't it? John, I know that uh, you uh, gave an example of that in your blog. Could you uh, uh, share that with us? One of the churches I pastored some years ago, well, let's just put it this way, it's, it's located in a very red part of a very red state, and I don't identify with red or blue. I, I identify with the kingdom, and I believe that when you identify with that, you're probably going to be more progressive than some of your conservative friends are and more conservative than some of your progressive friends are. But, but I have encountered a fair amount of resistance and opposition from some in the congregation. And I remember one of my good friends, I was having dinner with him. He was a former attender of that church as well. He told me after I'd left about a conversation he overheard between two guys that were in that church and said, you know, Pastor John needed to leave because he was politically left of where our church is. That, that statement indicated to me that their, in their minds, our unity was more of a political thing than a theological thing. It was based on earthly rather than heavenly matters. And I feel like that kind of thing will tarnish our witness and diminish our impact. So coming out of COVID, our attendance is going to be less. More people will be uh, participating in church online, and we have to be careful about what that means for us. And uh, unity is going to be a factor because we've seen COVID um, really have an impact on unity in our, our society and, and creeping into the church. And and so I want to thank you for sharing those thoughts with us today in this casual conversation. Is there anything else uh, that you'd like to add? Our, our world's different as a result of what we've been through the last, you know, 15, 16 months. You know, some of those changes, um, okay. Well, they're, they're okay. We'll, we'll live with them. We've got to adjust to them. Um, some of the changes are not okay. You know, some of the changes we've got to recognize as part of the landscape going forward and some of the changes we need to resist and oppose. And my prayer really is that God would give us an awareness so that we can respond appropriately to, to you know, to those changes that are the outgrowth of a shifting society, that we can respond to those. Um, but that'll also give us the conviction to stand firm against those things that chip away at the very fabric of who we're called to be. And as a result, if we do change in those ways, would be potentially deadly as a result. Thank you, John. I hope that we can, uh, we can have some more casual conversations in the future. There's a lot of stuff in your blog that I want you to be able to share uh, for our listeners. Uh, before we go, I'd like to say a prayer. Father in heaven, COVID has been a, uh, a rough situation in the world. Thousands and thousands of people have lost their lives. Families have been impacted. The economy was, uh, in, in, not just in our country, but around the world, it was uh, turned upside down. But God, through it all, we know that you are still on the throne. And Lord, that um, you're going to be faithful to us. We look to you. Help us to come out of this season of COVID as the people of God, more united, with better outreach, and more committed than ever before to the body of Christ. I pray that you bless uh, Pastor John and his ministry uh, going forward. We thank you that uh, he was on with us today. And help us all, Lord, to uh, shine the light of your hope and peace this day. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Thanks for listening in on Casual Conversations brought to you by Momentum Ministries. Visit our website at MomentumMinistries.org. That's Momentum Ministries with two M's in the middle, dot O-R-G. God bless you and have a great day.